comic book time machine presents the week of weird seven days of weird comics day six a weird team up Hello and welcome back to the comic book time machine. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here for day six of the week of weird. Now, the comic book time machine is a podcast, obviously, about comic books, and we call it the comic book time machine because we're looking at comic books from the past and we are using these comic books to travel back, back, back in time. And what's the week of weird? Well, those comic books have to have something weird about them as we do our week-long build-up to Halloween 2018. So today's weird comic is, as said in the title, uh, a weird team-up. And that weird team-up occurs in the Fantastic Four comic book, issue number 347, 348, and 349. Now, you might be saying to yourself... Hmm, Fantastic Four, that's not a weird team-up. They're a team, and they've been a team for a long, long time, and uh, that's not weird. Uh, might be weird because they, every once in a while, have someone join them, like Crystal, or the She-Hulk, or Ms. Marvel Sharon Ventura, or Luke Cage, or something like that. And And you're not wrong, Okay, you're just not just not right. You know what I mean? Uh, Because this is not the Fantastic Four. This is the new Fantastic Four. That's right. In these three issues, we have an all new, all different Fantastic Four team. And these four heroes are they team up. And and they they act as a team of four. So Fantastic Four. <laughs> so uh, here's the deal. This is absolutely a money grab. You know, this is 1990. And, you know, so we're not quite into the the darky dark of the image comics era. Um, but we are <laughs> in the full like Spider-Man is hot. X-Men are hot. And the Hulk is selling well. And... I'm guessing, I guess, does this mean Ghost Rider was also just a hot commodity? I, I don't know. I don't know. I get, I know there was a time when there was a couple different Ghost Rider titles at the same time. Uh, maybe this was that time. I don't know. But they decided, hey, let's put them together. Let's bring them into the Fantastic Four and all three of them. And and then not only that, there's a there's a fifth person that, you know, they probably were looking at like these four characters and 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 they were like looking at them and saying, well, well, what about this fifth? You know, can't we can we fit this fifth one in there? And then they're like, no, no, Walter Simonson, we can't fit that fifth one into there because that'd be Fantastic Five, not Fantastic Four. And and maybe it was Walter Simonson who was saying, no, no, money handlers, we can't fit them in there. I don't care that you have that money that you want to make. I, I can't do it because I'm an artist and I have I have my standards. And uh, so 
they they try and get him into that that third issue though. So issue th- here's here's how you know what you're getting into. Okay, the covers. That's how you know what you're getting into. Issue number three forty seven. The cover says instead of the world's uh, greatest comic magazine, it says the world's goofiest comic magazine. <laughs> it says it's goofy on the cover, uh, and then it says this issue's got everything. Including the kitchen sink. <laughs> the cover's kind of stupid. All right. But, well, well, we'll talk about what's inside the covers. Uh, on the cover, we have the Fantastic Four. And and there's actually a couple extra people, too. No, one extra person. Um, so Reed Richards, Sue Richards, Johnny Storm, uh, Ben Grimm in human form. And uh, and Sharon Ventura in thing form, and they are all laying on the ground, and they look like they're dead. And there's a couple scrolls in the background, and there's Mole Man in the background, and then there's Spider Man, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and Hulk in the background, kind of grayed out, you know. Um, and yeah, it, hey, it, it's showing us what's in there, you know. This is this is what you're gonna get in the comic. The next issue, 348, says the world's most commercialist magazine, not just commercial, but commercialist. (laughs) Uh, And then it says Ghost Rider, Hulk, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. And then Wolverine says, enough said, bub. And they're all, this is actually a really good cover. <laughs> it's a really good cover. They've, they're all in action pose coming toward you as you're looking at the cover. Hulk is leaping in the air and uh, Spider-Man's shooting a web. Ghost Rider's on his, his motorcycle. And then you've got Wolverine with his claws saying, enough said, bub. And then Fantastic Four issue number four or 349. It's the world's most collectible comic magazine and that has everybody. It has the Fantastic Four, and including Sharon Ventura, and it has uh, Hulk and Ghost Rider and Spider-Man and, and Mole Man, and they're all in an action pose looking, uh, looking very, very ready to go into action and, uh, on you because <laughs> you're looking at them. And then in a circle at the corner of the magazine, it says featuring the world's most exploitive cameo and it shows a picture of his chest and the symbol on his chest so you know who it is and this is where um yeah the the covers (laughs) i mean i'm I'm kind of poking fun a little bit at that but the covers are absolutely showing you um you know we know what this looks like this looks like it's just a money grab we know that this feels like we're trying to create a collectible item and, and then actually they did. I guess the second run of – second printing of all three of these has like a gold tint on the cover. And so they were they were absolutely kind of creating that collectible thing. But inside, there's actually a, a not a bad story. <laughs> it's a little convoluted and um, it's a little – the story itself, you know, isn't the most logical. And there's probably a lot of – a lot of plot holes in there, but uh, it's actually not a bad story. I enjoyed reading it. I enjoyed reading these three issues. It was it was fun. Um, the first part is called Big Trouble on Little Earth, written by Walter Simonson, uh, drawn by Arthur Adams with inks by Art Thibert and colors by Steve Bacciolato and letters by Bill Oakley. 
And so you have this rogue scrawl. Her name is Delilah. Yeah, it's it's not spelled like it is here on Earth because there's apostrophes and extra capital letters. You know, it's an alien word that just happens to sound like the name of a very manipulative female from the Bible who tricks a hero into losing his strength. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Anyway, she defeats the Fantastic Four by tricking the heroes and um, causing them to lose their their strength. She appears to them as love interests. Uh, so she appears to Johnny, who Johnny is actually with Alicia at that at this point in time. But um, Delilah appears to him as Nebula and gets in close and is able to use a neuro destabilizer or something like that on his on the side of his head, knocks him out, and then Ben gets visited by Alicia, even though he's actually with Sharon and, you know, and Alicia's with Johnny, but, um, you know, Delilah's able to use that and, and does the same thing, the neural inhibitor thing on the side of his face. Sue gets visited by Namor, the Submariner. Same thing. Um, and then Reed gets visited by Sue. So for the record, Reed is the only one who is tempted slash distracted by the person he's actually in a committed relationship with. So just, just throwing that out there. Uh, oh, and then Sharon also, this happens to her too. And she gets a visit from, from Ben, which I guess that he, so, so Reed's not the only one. Okay. Meanwhile, scrolls are chasing Delilah and they come to earth. They can't find her, but they're going to, uh, they, they, they find these traces of scroll, um, what do they call it? They're scrawl readings is what they have. And it's coming from monsters on Monster Island in the Bermuda Triangle. This is where um, the Mole Man lives. And he's like the master of this land. And so they go and they take control of the monsters there. And this upsets Mole Man who runs the place. But they send the monsters then out to flush out Delilah somehow. And it's a convoluted plan that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, but the idea is that by sending out all these monsters, eventually she's going to um, trip up and and she'll be detectable at some some point. Um, meanwhile, after all the Fantastic Four are unconscious, Delilah calls for a new Fantastic Four. She sends out this kind of psychic call, and this new Fantastic Four is going to help her uh, to stay one step ahead of the scrolls and keep the other scrolls off of her back. And this new fantastic four is of course, ghost rider, Hulk, Wolverine, Spider-Man. And, uh, they, they arrive at the Baxter building and probably the highlight, there, there's a couple of highlights, but one of the highlights of this whole thing is just the interplay between these four who they're just showing up, you know, they don't, they, they were called, you know, they don't know why they've been called psychically to come to this place. So they're, they're checking it out, you know? And then as they're talking about what they're going to do and kind of arguing a little bit, ghost rider shows up and just blows past them on his motorcycle, drives up the side of the Baxter building. So spiders like Spider-Man's like, yeah, I'm going to do this too. He swings up with his webs. Hulk jumps up and then Wolverine takes the elevator. <laughs> and it's a funny moment. And this is, you know, this, this, this particular story is not taking itself too seriously. I mean, clearly from the covers, it's almost like a three issue assistant editors month kind of thing. Um, but it's still trying to tell a story that makes sense. And so I don't know if this is something where Walt Simonson was like, I have this great idea and it's going to use these characters and 
I have this idea. Or if it's Walt Simonson saying, hmm, I want my book to sell better. I have an idea to get Wolverine on the cover. Or if it's the powers that be coming to Walter Simonson and saying, we want your magazine to sell better. Let's get Wolverine on the cover. You got an idea? Come up with an idea. I can't tell. But no matter which one of those scenarios it is or something completely different, uh, there's definite effort being put into making a story that makes sense. (laughs) So... Anyway, monsters are coming, and Delilah gives the team, the new team, this new Fantastic Four, the call to action. And she shows them the dead, quote-unquote, dead bodies of the actual Fantastic Four. And she's acting all sad, and she's asking for help, and she shows them pictures of monsters marching on America. And she's like, I called you guys. Because um, those big monsters, the Avengers and everyone else is going to take care of them. But the real threat is the person who who killed my family. You got to find this person and, and then stop them. And that's how these millions of innocents are, are going to be saved from these monsters. And she gives them a sub-photonic spectral ana- analyzer um, that Reed was able to record his assassin's energy configurations with. And so she gives it to them. She says, hidden on somewhere on Earth, that energy is driving these monsters, and you got to stop them. And so Hulk's like, lady, the one of me can stop anybody, but these guys can come along for the ride. So he's willing to work it with the team. Now, this is Gray Hulk, by the way. This is Gray Hulk, and he's meaner and and smarter than, than Green Hulk. Um, Ghost Rider says, there shall be a just measure of vengeance. Spider-Man says, looks like I'm maybe a little late for dinner tonight. <laughs> and then Wolverine lights his cigarette and says, just call us a new FF, Webhub. Now let's go kick us some butt and take us some names. That is how we end the first issue. Now, the second issue of this series, issue number uh, 348, is called Where Monsters Dwell, or is it Where Creatures Roam? Which is kind of fun because it's one of those... Um, you know, they're, they're alluding to these these old monster comics, and, and they bring in some of the old monsters in in this issue. So the new Fantastic Four is trying to figure out how we're going to find where, you know, these monsters are coming from. And they, again, they have lots more fun interplay. They find this monster that's attacking a plane, and they fight the, the, the monster off, and then they follow the monster back to Monster Island. Meanwhile, Delilah, looking like Sue wakes up Reed and asks him to help her find an egg. And this is an egg that holds um, the one thing that she can use to uh, do her evil, nefarious plan against the Skrulls. This is why the Skrulls are after her. And he decides he's going to help her because of the threat that his family is under. But all the while, you've got his thought clouds and he's saying things about, you know, in his head, uh, how is he going to get out of this? How is he going to take care of this situation? Meanwhile, Mole Man and his Moloids and his monster from Fantastic Four number one attack the Skrull ship. And they bring it underground and they create, it creates a pit. And so when the new Fantastic Four comes, they go down into the pit and they fight the, the monster from Fantastic Four number one a little bit before they find the hiding Skrulls. The, the Skrulls are hiding by turning into rocks. And so Hulk threatens to smash all the rocks and then they change back and then they explain their mission, why they are there. And I'm just going to read it right here. 
<clears throat> uh, Ghost Rider is going to give the penance stare to make him speak. And the scroll says, our mission was simple. Among the few malcontents within the scroll homeworld is a small cadre of rebels bent on the assassination of the emperor. One of their leaders, a scroll female named Delilah, escaped and fled toward Earth, although even her captured confederates are ignorant of her actual plan. It is clear that they believe she will obtain the aid by which the emperor will be slain. We must stop her. We employed the great creatures because we discovered that their mind structures bears striking similarities to the scroll mind, making them susceptible to our slave darts. We have planned to excite the level of mental activity on Earth until we had located Delilah's whereabouts. <laughs> that's that's it. Like that's uh, does it make sense? Well, it's kind of made up science to make it make sense, but you know that's what comic book science is: made up science to make something make sense. So then Reed and Delilah arrive, and Hulk is getting ready to smash Reed because Reed's dead. He's dead already. Now, part three, eggs got legs or love conquers all. Now, uh, I didn't say this um, for the, these two issues. Uh, Walter Simonson and Arthur Adams are not the only uh, creators. Um, there's also uh, Gracine Tanaka, who is also doing penciling on both of these issues. And Al Milgram actually does um, some inking on both of these issues as well. So Delilah convinces Reed to continue helping her, and the Moloids come under her control and attack everyone. Meanwhile, Franklin has found the others in the Fantastic Four and set them free. Then, uh, back at Monster Island, the egg is found, and one of the monsters, with a maternal instinct, hatches it. And it's a really powerful, super powerful, super robot. But when it wakes up, it imprints on whoever it sees first <laughs> so it's um and it imprints on the monster so the monster and the monster's mate end up with their own little super powerful super robot uh baby and they're gonna raise it and and keep it like it's their own <laughs> it's their firstborn so this robot thing, Delilah would have been able to go and, and just take over the, the empire with it, but the monsters have it, so she doesn't get it. So everyone goes home, and Delilah gets the penance stare from Ghost Rider as her punishment. And then um, on the last page, all the rampaging monsters um, have started to come home. And so we have Fin Fang Foom coming home, being followed by a helicopter. And in that helicopter, well, remember that most exploitive uh, cameo ever? Um, Fin Fan Foom is followed by the Punisher in that helicopter. He's about to kill the beast as it goes down to the island. But he sees it going down to the island and sees both the new Fantastic Four and the old Fantastic Four team. He's all, well, they don't need me. I'm not needed here. So I'm going to go to Colombia and kill some drug dealers. Uh, he doesn't say that exactly, but it's kind of close, actually. <laughs> so so that's the Fantastic Four. The collection I have this in is called Monsters Unleashed. And it's a nice little trilogy of comics. And I really enjoyed myself, really enjoyed reading it. And yeah, and it definitely fits into that week of weird. We've got monsters. We've got weird stuff going on with the 
this team of the new Fantastic Four. We have the goofiness of the gimmicky things going on. We have um, mind control and, and we have uh, body snatching more or less. And yeah. So when I was putting together, what's my week of weird going to be? This was right there, right at the top of the list. Weird team up. So I, I enjoyed reading it. I hope you enjoyed hearing about it. Um, I really liked it. I really liked it. It's convoluted. Yes. The story serves the idea to bring them together. The characters are not brought together because it makes story sense. It just, you know, it, it feels like it feels like it's one step above just doing things and, and making plot happen to make excuses for why these things that I want to have happen, happen. It's a step above that. There is a level of cleverness at least to it. And there's also this, this added level of, of fun. So is it goofy? Yes. Is it crass commercialization? Probably. Is it fun? You bet. Would it work if it wasn't a gimmick to bring in top selling characters on the Fantastic Four comic book? So maybe the new Fantastic Four was completely unknown people. Would it work that way? Yeah, it would, but it wouldn't work in the same way with that added level of kind of just, just, uh, goofiness and, and, um, self-aware commercialization. So yeah, it has shape-shifting shenanigans. It has giant monsters. It has some big, if short monster fights. It is absolutely week of weird material. So that is my episode about the new Fantastic Four. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any thoughts about this or any other weird team ups that you can think of, um, let me know about them. Feedback at comicalkindmachine.com. And um, in the next episode, the final episode of the week of weird, I'll be reading any feedback that I get. So that means at this point, I'll be reading the one feedback that I got. <laughs> But, you know, this is this podcast has a slow burn to it. And so, um, you know, busting out these these podcast episodes, you know, seven in one week, it just kind of goes against the slow burn of, of listeners finding it and, and, and listening to it when they get to it, you know. And um, so don't feel bad. You know, if you want to send me feedback after the week of weird is done, just because you missed day seven, don't worry, you can send me that feedback. So for the time being, I just want to say, you know, as usual, thank you for listening. But also, no matter where you're going, and no matter what weird crew you've got going there with you to get there, I'm just going to wish you Godspeed. Fantastic Arts is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that tastes forgot, the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree-Skrull War. The arrival of Marvel Team-Up. Bill 
Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway, Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2-in-1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. The Fantastic Cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? <laughs>